Chapter 15 of The Spanish Brothers by Deborah Alcock. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 15 The Great San Benito. The thousands that, uncheered by praise, have made one offering of their days, for truths, for heavens, for freedom's sake, resigned to the bitter cup to take. Hemans. Young as was the Protestant church in Seville, she already had her history. There was one name that Carlos had heard mentioned in connection with her first origin, round which there gathered in his thoughts a peculiar interest, or rather, fascination. He knew now that the monks of San Isodro had been largely indebted to the instructions of Dr. Juan Gil, or Egidius, and he had been told previously that Egidius himself had learned the truth from an earlier and bolder witness, Rodrigo de Valer. This was the name that Losada once coupled in his hearing with that of his own father. Why then had he not sought information which might have proved so deeply interesting to him, directly from Losada himself, his friend and teacher? Several causes contributed to his reluctance to broach the subject, but by far the greatest was a kind of chivalrous, half-romantic tenderness for that absent brother, whom he could now truly say that he loved best on earth. It is very difficult for us to put ourselves in the position of Spaniards of the 16th century, so far as at all to understand the way in which they were accustomed to look upon heresy. In their eyes, it was not only a crime infinitely more dreadful than that of murder, it was also a horrible disgrace, branding a man's whole lineage up and down for generations, and extending its baleful influence to its remotest kindred. Carlos asked himself, day by day, how would the high-hearted Don Juan Alvarez whose idol was glory, and his dearest pride a noble and venerated name, endure to hear that his beloved and only brother was stained with that surpassing infamy. But at least it would be anguish enough to stab one once, as it were, with his own hand, without arming the dead hand of the father whose memory they both revered, and then driving home the weapon into his brother's heart. Rather would he let the matter remain in obscurity, even if, which was extremely doubtful, he could by any effort of his own shed a ray of light upon it. Still, he took occasion one day to inquire of his friend Fay Fernando, who received full information on these subjects from the older monks. Was not that Rodrigo de Valer, whose San Benito hangs in the cathedral, the first teacher of the pure faith in Seville? True, senor, he taught many. While he himself, as I have heard, received the faith from none save God only. He must have been a remarkable man. Tell me all you know of him. Our Fray Casidoro has often heard Dr. Egidius speak of him, so that though his lips were silenced long before your time or mine, senor, he seems still one of our company. Yes, already some of our number have joined the church triumphant, but they are still one with us in Christ. Don Rodrigo de Valer, continued the young monk, was of a noble family and very wealthy. He was born in Lebria but came to reside in Seville, a gay, light-hearted, brilliant young caballero, who was soon a leader in all the folly and fashion of the great city. But suddenly these things lost their charm for him, much to the astonishment of the gay world to which he had been such an ornament, he disappeared from the scenes of amusement and festivity he had been wont to love. His companions could not understand the change that came over him, but we can understand it well. God's arrows of conviction were sharp in his heart, and he led him to turn for comfort, 
not to penance and self-mortification but to his own word only in one form was that word accessible to him he gathered up the fragments of his old school studies little cared for at the time and well-nigh forgotten afterwards to enable him to read the vulgate there he found justification by faith and through it peace to his troubled conscience but he did not find as i need scarcely say to you don carlos purgatory the worship of our lady and the saints and certain other things our fathers taught us how long since was all this asked carlos who was listening with much interest and at the same time comparing the narrative with that other story he had heard from dolores long enough senor twenty years ago or more when god had thus enlightened him he returned to the world but he returned to it a new man determined henceforth to know nothing save christ and him crucified he addressed himself in the first instance to the priests and monks whom with a boldness truly amazing he accosted wherever he met them word even in the most public places of the city proving to them from scriptures that their doctrines were not the truth of god it was no hopeful soil in which to sow the word no truly but it seemed laid upon him as a burden from god to speak what he felt and knew whether men would hear or whether they would forbear he very soon aroused the bitter enmity of those who hate the light because their deeds are evil had he been a poor man he would have been burned at the stake as that brave honest-hearted young convert francisco de san romano was burned at valladolid not so long ago saying to those who offered him mercy at the last did you envy me my happiness but don rodrigo's rank and connection saved him from that fate i have heard too that there were those in high places who shared or at least favoured his opinions in secret such interceded for him then his words were received by some carlos asked anxiously have you ever heard the names of any of those who were his friends or patrons fray fernando shook his head even among ourselves senor he said names are not mentioned oftener than is needful for a bird of the air will carry the matter and when life depends on our silence it is no wonder if at least we become a trifle over silent in the lapse of years some names that ought to be remembered amongst us may well chance to be forgotten from this dread of breathing them even in a whisper always excepting dr eugenius don rodrigo's friends or converts are unknown to me but i was about to say the inquisitors were prevailed upon by those who interceded for him to regard him as insane they dismissed him therefore with no more severe penalty than the loss of his property and with many cautions as to his future behaviour i hold it scarce likely that he observed them very far otherwise senor for a short time indeed his friends prevailed on him to express his sentiments more privately and fray casidoro says that during this interval he confirmed them in the faith by expounding the epistle to the romans but he could not long hide the light he held to all remonstrances he answered that he was a soldier sent on a forlorn hope and must needs press forward to the breach if he fell it mattered not 
in his place god would raise up others whose would be the glory and the joy of victory so once again the holy office laid its grasp upon him it was resolved that his voice should be heard no more on earth and he was therefore consigned to the living death of perpetual imprisonment and yet in spite of all their care and all their malice one more testimony for god and his truth was heard from his lips how was that they led him robed in that great san benito you have often seen to the church of san salvador to sit and listen with the other weeping penitents while some ignorant priest denounced their heresies and blasphemies but he was not afraid after the sermon to stand up in his place and warn the people against the preacher's erroneous doctrine showing them where and how it differed from the word of god it was marvellous they did not burn him but god restrained the remainder of their wrath they sent him at last to the monastery of san lucar where he remained in solitary confinement until his death carlos mused a little then he said what a blessed change from solitary confinement to the company of just men made perfect from the gloom of a convent prison to the glory of god's house eternal in the heavens some of the elder brethren say we may be called upon to pass through trials even more severe remarked fray fernando i know not being amongst the youngest here i should speak my mind with humility still i cannot help looking around me and seeing that everywhere men are receiving the word of god with joy think of the learned and noble men and women in the city who have joined our band already and are eager to gain others you converts are one for us every day not to speak of that great multitude among fray constantino's hearers who are really on our side without dreaming it themselves moreover your noble friend don carlos de seso told us last summer that the signs in the earth are equally encouraging he thinks the lutherans of valladolid are more numerous than those of seville and logrono also the light is spreading rapidly and throughout the districts near the pyrenees the word has free course thanks to the huguenot traders from bayonne i've heard these things in seville and truly my heart rejoices at them but yet here carlos broke off suddenly and remained silent gazing mournfully into the fire near which as it was now winter they had seated themselves at last fray fernando asked what do you think senor carlos raised his dark blue eyes and fixed them on the questioner's face of the future he said slowly i think nothing i dare not think of it it is in god's hands and he thinks for us still one thing i cannot choose but see where we are we cannot remain we are bound to a great wheel that is turning turning and turn with it even in spite of ourselves we must and do but it is the wheel not of chance but of god's mighty purposes that is all our comfort and those purposes are they not mercy and truth unto our beloved land they may be but i know not they are not revealed mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant that indeed is written we are they that keep his covenant carlos sighed and resumed the thread of his own thought the wheel turns round and we with it even since i came here it has turned perceptibly 
and how it is to turn one step further without bringing us into contact with the solid frame of things as they are and so crushing us truly i see not but i trust god you allude to those discussions about the sacrifice of the mass now going on so continually amongst us i do hitherto we have been able to work underground but if doubt must be thrown upon that the thin shell of earth that has concealed and protected us will break and fall in upon our heads and then we are already asking and then said fray fernando there will be nothing before us but flight to some foreign land and how in god's name is that to be accomplished but god forgive me these words and god keep me and all of us from the subtle snare of mixing with the question what is his will that other question what will be our fate if we try to do it as the noble de Cesso said to me all that matters to us is to be found amongst those who follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth but he went to calvary the last words were spoken in so low a tone that fray fernando heard them not what did you say he asked no matter time enough to hear if god himself speaks it in our ears their conversation was interrupted by the entrance of a lay brother who informed carlos that the visitor awaited him in the convent parlour as it was one of the hours during which the rules of the house which were quite liberal enough without being lax permitted the entertainment of visitors carlos went to receive his without much delay he knew that if the guest had been one of their own their loved brethren in the faith even the attendant would have been well acquainted with his person and would naturally have named him he entered the room therefore with no very lively anticipations expecting at most to see one of his cousins who might have paid him the compliment of riding out from the city to visit him a tall handsome sunburnt man who had his left arm in a sling was standing with his back to the window but in one moment more the other arm was flung round the neck of carlos and heart pressed to heart and lip to lip the brothers stood together End of chapter 15